In today's episode, I am sharing Claire's birth story and my failed vaginal birth after C-section. Although her birth didn't go exactly as planned, it was still a great experience and I learned a really important lesson that I'm gonna share with you today in this episode. So let's dive in. Welcome to Ambition Pays Off, the only podcast that teaches service providers like you how to start your business, scale it to 100K, and package your expertise into a passive income digital product. Hosted by me, Anna Conchar. Each week, I share my personal experience starting my side hustle, scaling it to six figures while working part-time, and then turning my service into a multi-seven-figure online course. Whether you're just starting or ready to make this your million dollar year, this is the podcast for you. You'll be amazed how quickly you can grow your business if you follow the advice shared in this show. Now your ambition brought you here and I am so glad it did. Let's take action and make it pay off. Now, on to the show. Welcome back to the Ambition Pays Off podcast. I am so excited to be back and recording. Claire is a few weeks old and I have been enjoying all of the newborn snuggles and Lauren has been rocking her new role as a big sister. So today I wanted to share Claire's birth story and also a little bit about my quote-unquote failed vaginal birth after c-section. So I'm going to get into the nitty-gritty details of birth and labor, so if that's not your thing, you may want to skip over this episode, but I did learn a really important lesson, both personally and professionally, going through this experience. So even before we found out that we were pregnant with our second, I knew that I wanted to try for a VBAC with our next birth. Um, a VBAC is just a vaginal birth after C-section. Uh, it's also sometimes referred to as TOLAC or trial of labor after C-section. And my first Lauren was born via cesarean after almost 40 hours of labor. And I did not want to have that same experience again. So pretty much immediately after having Lauren, I knew for our next, I wanted to try for a VBAC. So when we found out last August that we were pregnant, I immediately started preparing for a VBAC. Like, I did all the things. I downloaded apps and I listened to affirmations and meditations almost every single day, sometimes multiple times a day, trying to mentally prepare for my VBAC. I did lots of research on baby positioning and how to avoid a sunny side up baby, as they call it, because that is how our first Lauren was born. I saw a physical therapist and chiropractor regularly. I listened to tons of different podcasts about VBACs. I did stretches and exercises that were recommended to help with birth, and I even hired a doula who specialized in VBACs. So I felt like I did all of the things that I could and I was totally mentally and physically ready to have my VBAC. Now I will also say that <laughs> I thought Claire was going to come before her due date. I just like had this instinct of I thought she was going to be early. 
Uh, I went into labor at home on my own with Lauren just two days after her due date. So when my due date for Claire, which was May 2nd, came and went, I was totally shocked. Like there were multiple times at 37, 38 weeks that I was like, wow, I feel like I could go into labor at any minute. So when I hit 40 weeks and May 2nd came and went, um, I was just really kind of shocked because I didn't think that I would be late for some reason. But once her due date came, I started getting really, really anxious because if she didn't come by 41 weeks, I was told that I was going to have to have a planned C-section. So knowing this the week leading up to Claire's due date and the week even before that, I was seriously doing all the things to try to get things going. Like I was walking two to three miles per day, which if any of you have walked two to three miles per day when you're 40, 41 weeks pregnant, you know how much of a major feat that is. I was doing squats and lunges trying to move her down. I was eating spicy foods. I was taking baths to relax. I even did breast stimulation and had my membrane sweeped multiple times by my doctors. But still, this girl did not want to come out. Like she was just happy as a clam. And one thing I've learned is that I'm really good at growing and incubating (laughs) these babies, but they do not like to come out. So at 41 weeks, the day before my scheduled C-section, we basically, you know, just said, okay, this is it. I guess we're, we're gonna meet our girl tomorrow. And we got everything ready to go to the hospital the next morning. And it was really interesting because that day, the day before our scheduled C-section, I was actually calmer that day than I had been in weeks because we now knew like tomorrow would be the day. But I was also, to be honest, very sad because I wasn't going to be able to try for a VBAC. And I had spent the last 10 months (laughs) preparing for it. And the reason why was because originally my doctors had told me that induction was not an option for me because I was trying to be back. And to be honest, it was even hard finding a group in the area that I live uh, who would let me try to be back because my pregnancies were so close together. So although I was not super excited about the fact that I didn't have the option of induction, which I knew from the very beginning of working with my doctors. I also was very happy to at least find a group who would let me try to VBAC since my pregnancies were so close together. So we got pregnant with our second when Lauren was just 10 months. um, And for some reason, which I won't go into like all that stuff. (laughs) Uh, Some groups just won't let you unless there's been a longer length of time in between your pregnancies. Hey there, friend. It is time to say goodbye to working weekends, discounting your prices, and stressing over when your next client will come through the door. If you're a service provider, coach, or consultant, I have a special free training for you that you can access at anaconchard.com slash framework. In this free training, I'm going to share with you how you can scale your solopreneur service business to $100,000 or more per year 
without adding a digital product and while only working 25 hours or less per week. If you are ready to consistently hit your goals, sign clients while you sleep, and market your business on autopilot, you definitely need to check out this free training. And you can access it now at anaconchar.com slash framework. That's anaconchar.com slash framework. So on Monday morning, May 10th, we headed to the hospital for my scheduled C-section. And I was super happy because the doctor who was on call and scheduled to do my C-section was the doctor who I had seen for most of my pregnancy, and I just absolutely loved her. Like, she was fully on board and wanting to help me do everything that I could to have a successful VBAC. So when we got to the hospital, it was me, my husband, our doula was there, we were getting everything prepared for surgery, but I decided, you know, I really just wanted to ask her one more time if the C-section was our only option. So before, right before, like literally 30 minutes before we were supposed to go in for our C-section, I decided to ask her one last time if there was any way that they would induce me instead. And The thing was is that I had been having contractions all week leading up to this. Like, unfortunately, they weren't staying regular, but I mean, it was to the point where even multiple times I texted our doula and said, you know, I think it's go time, things are getting ready, and then my contractions would stop a few hours later. So it's really kind of not the best feeling in the world (laughs) and but I also felt like my body was like my body's trying and I want to see if they will let me try so I figured why not ask why not ask the question of if is there any possible way that they would induce me instead of immediately going into the c-section because I figured the worst thing that they would say is no But to my surprise, my doctor agreed to induce me. So I was so excited and they broke my water to help get things going. Um, And after a few hours, my contractions still weren't super strong. So I decided to start on a small dose of Pitocin, which really amped things up very quickly. So if you've ever been in labor... (laughs) You might know that your contractions get like way more intense once your water is broken. So when I say things got going, like they really got going, even when they gave me just a small dose of Pitocin. So I was super excited because things were going well and my contractions were strong and regular and everything seemed good. And then everything started happening exactly like what happened with my first Lauren's birth. So I ended up stalling for almost six hours. My cervix started swelling. My The strength of my contractions dwindled. Like basically, I ended up starting to have the exact same labor experience as I had with my first. And at this point, it was the next morning. So it was now Tuesday, May 11th. Um, and we were at the point where it's like, okay, we need to make a decision. So the doctor again told me like we could continue to keep going. 
Um, she was fully on board to help, you know, to support me to keep going. Uh, they were willing to increase my Pitocin because I was still on a really low dose to see if that would help me progress. Um, or they gave me the option to move forward with a C-section. And so at that point when the doctor gave me the option, I was torn. Really, really torn. Because I really wanted a vaginal birth. But I also didn't want the experience that I had with Lauren's birth. So with Lauren, I was in labor for over 40 hours before I had my C-section. And when she was born, I was completely exhausted and totally out of it. Like, I barely remember seeing her in the OR room when she was born or even right after in recovery. And that's really what drove my decision for Claire's birth. So, although I really wanted a vaginal birth, the biggest reason why I wanted it was because I wanted to be present and to remember her birth. That was the ultimate goal. So that's why on the morning of May 11th, which happened to be my 33rd birthday too, I made the decision to have another C-section because at that point, I felt like I had truly tried everything. Like, I feel like it just was not meant to be. I had the same issues coming up. I had tried everything. But also, I wasn't completely exhausted yet, so I knew that I would be able to have the C-section experience that I wanted. And I had a plan for what is called a gentle C-section, and my doctor was totally on board with all of my wishes. So that was, although my quote-unquote failed VBAC, I have to say that I had an amazing C-section experience, both during surgery and with my recovery. So although in the end, my plan for a VBAC didn't work, right? I still got my ultimate goal. And as you can tell, I'm still very emotional about it. But it was a really, really, really good lesson for me because I think especially as business owners and even in our personal life, sometimes we get so wrapped up in the plan and making the plan work because we've put so much effort into it that we actually end up losing sight of the ultimate goal for that plan. We're too afraid to deviate from our plan even though there might be an easier path to our goal because of all of the effort that we've already put in. So as the quote goes, if the plan doesn't work, change the plan, not the goal. And that's exactly what I had to do in order to reach my ultimate goal to have a birth experience that was very positive and that I felt like my voice was being heard. So 
Just something to think about as you go into your week. If you're working on something and the plan isn't working, don't be afraid to change it. Don't change your goal, just change your plan. And if you have a goal, but your current plan to get there isn't working, make sure to check out all the free trainings on my website at anaconchart.com. Because whether you want to start your online business, you want to scale your services, or you're ready to turn your skill into a passive income product, I am here to help. I appreciate you listening to this. I know it's a lot of personal things and, of course, lots of emotions, but I love being able to share my experiences with you, and hopefully it'll help you too. So until next time, stay ambitious. Thank you so much for listening today. You can take a deeper dive into the show notes of the episode or any episode at anaconchar.com. If you want to get more actionable tips each week on how to build a business you love and a life you desire in the quickest, easiest, and most stress-free way possible, hit that subscribe button. And until next time, stay ambitious.